Hear ye, hear ye. The king has a message for you. If you will lay down the arms of your rebellion and you will swear fealty to your king, he will pardon all your treason. Thus saith the king. Well, now the complaint emails are going to start rolling in. I'm glad you said that, Derek. We're in a fishbowl. It's a fishbowl. I can't breathe underwater. Instead of hitting your job, why don't you pray for your coworkers? Truth bomb. Dude, where are you going? This is not over. We're still recording. When was the last time you got murdered for your faith? I'm going with Never. No, he's not invited. I don't care. He's not coming on the he show. He wants to come. He's not coming I've on the show. I've got stacks and stacks of emails. You've got mail. And welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, <laughs> December 5th. That's not your cue, man. We are, of course, the Hear You Teams. I for one cannot believe you just said that. I'll flip this table right here, Derek. I'm not he's afraid. A, he's a socialist. He's straight up a socialist. Oh, shut up, Persona. There's Sean McCreeny's got a new translation for you. Oh, that's not even a translation. Dude, flat earth. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy. Oh, crazy. Well, this is the only reason I read in third grade. Free pizza. Yes, they believe that. That's nonsense. Well, greetings and welcome to the podcast. This is the Hear Ye Kings, the show where two unqualified dudes talk about one unimaginable savior. That's the right. Lord of Lords and King of Kings. I'm your host, JD. Alongside me is a coffee drinking fool, Derek. What's up, everybody? Unqualified. I like that hashtag. Mr. Derek, you want my opinion? Yeah. You don't like you my, want opinion? my opinion? I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> I love Girl. that GIF, dude. It's so funny. Or GIF. Sorry. GIF, GIF. I don't want to start that. It's debate. a graphic interface. I don't want to start that debate again. My bad. GIF. I'll be quiet. <clears throat> Hmm. That's a that's a it's coffee. sweet looking coffee mug you got. Thank there, you, Derek. thank you. I appreciate that. It's uh it's for our Earl Outdoor channel. Check Earl it out. Outdoors. Yeah, hmm. man. YouTube.com slash C slash Earl Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> they make it so difficult to have a custom URL. Uh good stuff. Well, dude, how's your week going, man? It's going pretty good, dude. It's going pretty good. I had uh so my kid who was sick, you know, he got he got better. So it took a couple mm. days for him, but he finally stopped heaving everywhere. Ugh. So that's good. So he's he's better and then and I had another one, man. One of my other kids ended up at the ER, had to put a boot on him. We thought his freaking foot was broke. Turns out he just like pinched a hardcore nerve or something. Oh and, man. Like, he couldn't put like it was little Josiah, so he hit yeah. your little mini me, right? That's right. So uh he couldn't put any weight on his foot at all. I thought for sure he broke his foot. I'm like, man. So I rushed him up there, and they're like, nope, no breaks. So I was like, oh. Right. So that, that was, I was relieved, but I, like at the same time, I was kind of like, well, what's wrong, man? Because he, so we think it's a nerve, and that's kind of what the doctors are thinking too. So anyway, oh, wow. other than that though, things are going Crazy. good, man. Nice. Things are good. Things are good. You? <sighs> really good. Can't complain. Like, just busy, 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 man. Busy, busy. Lots going on. So. Nice, dude. Um, well, we got lots to cover today. We've got all yeah, kinds of fun. we got a fun topic. Well, it's a scary topic, really. It's an interesting one. It's, it's, yeah. It's, I don't want to call it scary. It's not scary for, for the Christian, but, but it I can be scary. I think it's something that people don't talk about a lot. That's true. Death, That's true. You know, I think people don't really discuss that into great detail and really think about. Yeah. You, you just gave away what we were talking about. We're talking about death. Well, everybody just knows that. Everybody away now. No, nobody, everybody's like turning out like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about this today. It's gonna be terrifying." It's all on it's the great outline. way to start my Monday. We talked death. about it last week. Well, maybe it's fitting because it's Monday, <laughs> right? Ugh, maybe you feel like death. You're maybe drinking you coffee, like trying death. to wake up. That's right, dude. That's right. So, but yeah, things are going good though. So, work going good for you? Work's going great. You're busy, man. You're Just a busy guy. To my guy. owners this week, and they're all happy, and so very cool, very cool. I did some. I finished that landscaping. I don't remember if I oh, yeah. mentioned that on the podcast <clears> before. I felt bad though because I had to go to Lowe's. And I know oh, you're man. you're working over there at that other hardware store, dude. Sure. I, did, I didn't come to you to get get my wood chips because I wanted a specific kind. So. Friends. Friends don't let friends go to blue, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad you got it finished. Glad yeah, dude. Good. Yep. So we're, we're doing pretty good, so. though. Anyway, we've got some... Speaking uh, of things going good. Speaking of things going good. <laughs> Welcome to the I'm crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy. Go crazy. I thought for sure you were gonna do that. I thought about it. Yeah. But now you expect it, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta find somewhere else. Yeah, to I looked, it. I'm like, wait, is he gonna do it? Oh, good stuff. Emails, things that annoy me in Crazy Town. I don't know if you does everybody know where our little sound bites came from. So uh, oh. credit is given where credit's due. We've got the first one, it's the emails, and uh, 
That's just that. Remember the old AOL? You've got mail. Oh, yeah, it's on my phone. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so that's that oh. one. And then uh, things that annoy me. That's right out of Madagascar, dude. That's oh, yeah. that, that the head lemur guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, shut up. You're so annoying. That guy is amazing. And then, of course, lastly, that's the office. That's Michael Scott and Holly Flax yep. playing Crazy Eights or whatever. Or I think that's the game, right? Is that, is that the game? Crazy Eights? Well, I don't think you say go crazy when you play I'm Old crazy. Maid. So. Go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy it must be Crazy Eights. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so we got uh, we do have an email this week. Awesome. It did. It came in from uh, Josh, who's my brother. So I, I don't well, know. Thank if you, it's, Josh, yeah, for thanks. I appreciate your that. pity email. <laughs> <laughs> pity email, exactly. Anyway, no, he said uh, he wanted to chime in on something that annoys him, oh, which, you know, I thought sure. was uh, pretty interesting. He said something that annoys him is hoarders. Oh, come and, on uh, now. I know he's done some handyman work and stuff for people, and I, I don't know if, if that's kind of where he's seen this or not, but uh, apparently he's uh, walked into some homes or whatever, and folks be hoarders. And I, you know what? I, I can sympathize with this, because I remember walking into somebody's house one time, and I just thought, oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's my house. <laughs> no, no, it's not your house. Your house is legit, dude. You got some, you're nice and neat, and things are put right where you're supposed to go. Maybe it's just... Crystal's <laughs> hidden half of my stuff, so... <laughs> I am a hoarder. So. No, no, for real though. I've walked into some people's homes before, and it's like, you have things in here from 1984. Yeah. Like, and, and what I'm talking referring to is the pizza on the counter. <laughs> like, like that's what I mean, dude. It's like, yeah. oh my goodness, there's some stuff in here. So, Josh, I totally agree with you. Hoarders are uh, super annoying, which brings me right into things that annoy me. Oh, so, more importantly, that, more importantly, things that it. annoy me. Well, so. Uh, Here's going kind of a throwback to some stuff we've talked about before. So this Smith's grocery store that I've been going to that kept discontinuing all my stuff. They discontinued my coffee creamer. They discontinued the zinc teas. They discontinued some yogurt. They discontinued... There's a couple other things. I don't remember. So many at this point, right? It's hard to keep track. I walk in a few... It was like a month or two ago. And I noticed these little guacamole packet mixes that I always get. It's not not the pre-made guacamole. It's the packet, like the spice. So you can add it to avocados yourself, make your own little guacamole mix without having to really do the hard work of cutting up real stuff. So I take this little mix packet, and I've always just put it in, and people have always loved it. I've brought mm-hmm. it to our, our poker nights before. I've had it. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. It's, it's fantastic guacamole. So I and usually I'll go in and I slide the little cardboard box out that has them all filed in there, and yeah. I take all of them. Because yeah. I never know. I'm always paranoid that this mess is going to stop right. selling my stuff. And so I'll take every one of them. And then I went in one time, and all that was there was the the extra spicy spicy oh. ones. And I was like, hmm, well, maybe they just haven't stocked the regular. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, is there any regular in the back? Oh, no, no, we haven't gotten any in. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And so, right. so I, I go back a few days later. I'm like, are they in yet? Nothing. Now they've replaced... Where the box was, the sticker still says regular guacamole mix, but the new box that's there is like one of the ranch dressing like mixes oh. or something. So they just slid it in the way so it looks yeah. like the, the shelves are full. Right? You were in the grocery industry. Do you guys do this? Why do, why do you put stuff so it makes it look like this shelf is full? Like when all some of the cans are empty, they'll just move some of those over in oh, the yeah. space so it looks like the front is all... But if you move the one can, it's a whole empty row, right? It's like, okay, so that happened... And so I'm like, okay. That's, that drives me nuts. And, and so a couple weeks later, so we're almost up to date now, I go in and they've got these new little bottles. It's like a little glass jar bottle thing yeah. about the size, you know, half the size of a can of Coke. And, uh, and it's got guacamole kind of seasoning in it. It's like a new, I don't know if it was like, oh, maybe they're replacing like them with this. Change. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll it, it's a little different. Um, the, the, the powder stuff inside of it's a lot thicker. You can yeah. see there's real chunks of garlic and stuff in it. So I was like, oh, this isn't, maybe it's not so processed or something. They're trying yeah. to move to something a little healthier. And, uh, so we buy a couple of those and they're amazing. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really good. And so all of our listeners right now are asking like, well, why is that annoying? Yeah. Well, it's annoying because I bought the four bottles that they had in stock. And, and they haven't and, restocked And it. now they haven't restocked. Dude. And it's been two weeks, Josiah. And I'm about out of my last bottle. And so I had to go to Lee's Grocery Store, yeah, dude. Right. And you guys had them. So Lee's had them over here. And I was like, oh, so I grabbed a whole bunch of them. And so we still have some on hand. But Smith has yet to you know what annoys me? What annoys me is when my friends go to the same crappy grocery store <laughs> over and over, wanting a different result, but never getting it, but just complaining about it rather than going somewhere Look, I'm stuck where they're going to be ways. taken care of. I'm stuck in my and, ways. And service is exceptional. It really is, dude. Like, the more that I go to Lee's, like, every time I walk in there, I'm just like, wow, this is a fantastic grocery store. Why isn't it closer to 
to where I live. That's the only hard part is, is it's so easy to just run right over to Smith's because yeah. it's like literally two minutes. Yeah. But if I want to go to Lee's, I got to spend at least 10 minutes in the car. It's a little bit of a, and so when you're wanting just like a, a blip over there and a blip back and, and gas, dude. So Smith's has the gas I card. get that. That's my only other, that's the big one. Like, because today I filled up 50 cents off per gallon. Okay. It was 11, no, it was 11, yeah. $11. I saved 11 bucks. Yeah. So that was a, to me, that was a big deal. I don't know. So if you guys get gas, man, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. If I have gas, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> you do have gas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so All that's, right. uh, that's kind of crazy. I probably should start shopping somewhere else. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of restocking things, our favorite bartender, AOC, or, <laughs> Congress. She was a bartender <laughs> okay. before she was in Congress. She was legitimately a bartender. Like, is she moonlighting? A- apparently, what are you about? she so she tweeted out that she had never seen a garbage disposal before until like apparently recently. And and I don't I don't know if it's her new place that she finally I got there in DC. Dude, no, she was serious. She was like, I've never seen a, uh, never seen a garbage disposal. And I'm like, everybody's like, wow, that's so crazy. You know, this this little girl from the Bronx is all grown up now. Oh, it's her first time she got a garbage disposal. Wow, what a what a success story. She when she went from no garbage disposal to a garbage disposal. I don't even know. So if and that's that, the case, I'm winning. So that's that's uh, here's what's obnoxious about this. Um apparently in her new documentary that came out on Netflix called oh, yeah. Knock Down the House, um, she, there's these scenes in it where she like goes back to this old bar yeah. where and, and she kind of does the job or something okay. that like she was doing or sure. maybe, maybe it's footage from when she was actually doing it. I don't know. And, uh, cause people were following her around. They had, they had all sorts of, so like if I went back to when I was 16 and was sacking groceries and yeah, like, so they had that kind of scene and they're, they're going back and, and and the funny part is I think it is footage from when she was there originally. And several times as she's walking through the little areas where she would like refill ice and, sure. and clean stuff, there's sinks. And all of them have garbage disposals mm. in the film, dude. I'm, and so I'm watching uh, this video on another YouTube slash podcaster guys thing. And they're doing kind of analysis of it. And they pointed out immediately like, hey, wait, wait, wait whoa, stop. Look at that. It's a garbage disposal. <laughs> Look, there's another one. Look, there's another one. And so they're like all wow. calling her out. And so that was really obnoxious That's to me. Yeah, Miss Miss <laughs> AOC, you are not being truthful. That was a lie. You have seen garbage disposals before. Anyway, um, last thing that annoys me, and we're gonna we're gonna bring our comedy level down here just a little bit. One of the things that is obnoxious, and I know we joke on AOC quite a bit and some of these other crazies, but uh, when you politicize everything. Here's what I mean by that. It's going to segue us right into our, our crazy town, which is not a, not, not a comical crazy town. It's actually pretty serious. So we're, we're serious up here for a second. Uh, there was a shooting this, this last week in Colorado, man, at a school. Yeah. And, um, when something like this happens, not only is it awful, and it's a horrendous thing, and it's an evil thing to happen, and it shouldn't be joked about, it shouldn't be laughed about, it shouldn't be made light of. It also, at the exact same time, shouldn't be immediately grabbed and politicized. And right. and of course, it happened. Almost immediately after that, there, there was a, I don't know if it was the the same school or a school in the area, because I mean, this school is like right next to Columbine. It's the, it's the STEM. Oh yeah, the one in Colorado. Yeah. So it's the STEM yeah. shooting is what they're calling it in uh, in Colorado. I don't know if the school is called STEM or something. I it should... stands for uh, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. Oh, okay. okay. It's a special like, edu- like geared towards kids wanting to learn about that stuff. Got it, got it. So I'm looking it up now. It looks like, yeah, it's in Highland Ranch. It's a Denver suburb, uh, seven miles from Littleton, the site of the infamous Columbine High School uh, shooting in 1999. So uh, what happened in, I don't know if it was, like I said, I don't know if it was the STEM school or if it was another school nearby. They hosted what was supposed to be a vigil. Oh, I think I heard about this. Yeah, it was like they advertised it as a vigil for the students. And what it was was like an anti-gun rally. And so everybody showed up thinking they were going to do a, a vigil for these for the student that died. I thought it was a pro-gun group. Was it an anti-gun group? Yeah, it was like an anti-gun thing. And, and, and then they turned it into... Uh, or they said it was going to be a vigil, and they turned it into this, like, ban, you know, ban oh, everything. And, uh, and a bunch of students got up and walked out. If I'm well, remembering sure. this correctly, I don't think it was a pro-gun group. I thought, I'm pretty sure it was an anti-gun group, and they advertised it as a vigil, did the whole, did their, you know, rally cry after, you know, during the thing of, you know, we need to ban everything. And a bunch of students actually got up and walked out. And uh, I want to say that they were, 
chanting. Oh yeah, gun control group. Yeah, they were chanting mental health, and 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 then afterwards, I guess they described what they were kind of doing as they were saying like, please stop using, you know, our suffering and and these these moments to turn it into some yeah. sort of political like, oh yeah, you oh, want to yeah. ban everything, you know, ban all these guns now because another school shooting happened. And I've got my whole set of opinions, believe me, on on guns and schools and what what I think we should do and all that, but this isn't the place for it, like I said, because the point is, is we don't need to politicize Every single thing that happens, if if there's something political in nature and you want to talk about it, or even something, uh, some some of these moral issues that are, are that have political aspects to them, like we can talk about that. But when a school shooting happens like this, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the best thing we can do is mourn with with the families that uh, have lost somebody or somebody that got injured. Uh, maybe cover a little bit of of what exactly happened. So um, I'm not going to name the victim's name or the not the victim, the the, the suspect or the the guy that did it. I'm not going to name his name because I don't believe in airtime for people who do stuff like this. Uh, but he ended up shooting, looks like a, an 18-year-old uh, male who's the one that died. And then there was these two other kids. Uh, one of them was enlisted, enlisting into the Marine Corps and yeah. had like, signed it. Dude, he mm. tackled that dude. Saw him, found him, ran after him, tackled the guy, him and this other younger kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, they took that fool down. And I just want to like just mad props to those two kids, Absolutely. whoever you two are. Yeah. Like that's, that's some serious bravery, earn a medal kind of stuff. You just tackle a fool in school shooting, folks. And I got I got zero sympathy for anybody who wants to walk into a school and shoot. I mean, again, that's why I'm pulling my yep. kids out of public school yeah. and we're homeschooling. But uh, yeah, dude, I think that uh, I miss some Old Testament biblical law when stuff like this happens. Like, wow, you took a life, time to take yours. Here we go. <laughs> but so that's a bummer for Colorado, that STEM high school. So that's our uh, our crazy town. It is crazy out there right now. Yeah. There's some stuff it's going a crazy on. Broken world. Yeah, but it that. Uh, that the topic, I guess, is going to set a little bit of a tone for what uh, we're getting ready to get into. We're going to yep. be talking about about death, which is it's kind of a it's a sobering topic. It's not Absolutely. a scary topic. It doesn't have to yeah. be a, like an overly serious. We can be joyous as Christians, but it is a sobering topic because sure. it's one of those things that we don't we don't avoid. I don't know. You got any thoughts on that whole school shooting thing? It's just crazy. Like I remember Columbine when I was a kid. You mm-hmm. know, that was one of the first big news stories I remember. Yeah. And uh, the fact that that goes on more and more these days is just sad. Like. It really is. Not yeah. just that, but all sorts of crazy stuff in public schools and stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. It's just... Well, I watched... Uh, there was a documentary that came out a while back uh, called Indoctrination. And uh, it, it basically makes the case to, to pull your kids for Christians. You should be pulling their kids out of government schools. Yeah. You know, just... And, and then it makes a biblical case for it. And then it makes an anecdotal case, you know, with all of the stuff that's going on, like this kind of violence and, and actual danger within our schools. And you know, as parents, we should be responsible. And for our kids to... To deal with it and not expect right. the government to deal with it. But yeah. that's, again, another piece of my opinion that apparently people don't like. What do you do? Save that for another day. <laughs> save it for another day. Save it for, save it for after this commercial. <laughs> See ya. Are you tired of sitting around not knowing what to do? Why don't you head on over to AEKings.com? That's right, AEKings.com for the latest, greatest in Christian podcasting. And when you're done with that, head over to Facebook at AEKings and Twitter, AEKings and Instagram at AEKings. This ad was paid for by the Royal Treasury of the AEKings in the hopes that you would hear the name AEKings so many times that you wouldn't be able to get it out of your mind until you subscribe to the AEKings. In a world where nearly all online content and entertainment had become increasingly bad, one show dared to stand out like a light in the darkness. It was highly reliable, but actually pretty accurate, mostly never heretical. The highlight of the people's week, an epic Christian podcast, hosted by two lowly peasants adopted by a great and glorious king to be heirs with the high king. They were crowned as more than conquerors, ambassadors for Christ, Heralds of the Gospel, hear ye kings, on a mission to equip, encourage, and empower Christians to share their faith, no matter the cost. Every Monday, subscribe. Long live the king. All right, so we are continuing our series on the 20 basics of the Christian faith. Oh, yeah. We're talking about week 17 this week. What is death? What is death? It's not scary at all. Not scary at all. (laughs) Yeah. 
Cool. Come follow along with us. Print out a little outline for yourself. Pull it up on your phone. That's right. slash Christian Basics. Click on the picture of some skull and crossbones that uh, Derek's dog dug up or something. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You just said slash this time. You didn't say forward slash. I didn't want to mess it up. Maybe people, like, yeah, people are going to be confused. They're not going to know which one to pick. It's man. not dash. It's just, you know, the button. No, it's the one. It's, it's the, right above enter or right next to shift. Yeah, it's, it's the, the question next mark one. Yeah. The question mark one. Question yeah, mark. that one. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, man. So we're talking about uh, talking about death. What talking is about death? death? What is death? Does anybody know? I don't know, dude. Scary. I'm still scared. Just kidding. Okay. So death. What is death? I guess. I guess we could probably just start by. I mean, I think it's rather self-explanatory what death is. It's one of those things that I think everybody knows, but but For the, sure. the, the definition um, as a Christian. Like we understand two different aspects of death. There is what the Bible defines as a physical death, and then a second death, which is what the Bible talks about as a spiritual death. So right. the, the, we have, we kind of understand two different types of death. Death, really, I mean, obviously, is is the ceasing of life, like when life ends. Uh, but it, but are we referring to physical life or spiritual life? Right. Because the, the real there's a reality to both. So. Physical life was something all of us listening to this podcast are enjoying right now, and uh, everybody that's come before us, they've enjoyed it, and at one point in time, uh, anybody that's gone from here now has experienced physical death. Even Jesus himself experienced physical death. So uh, I think we know what that one is. The, sure. And then after that, I guess after physical death, you, I guess what, go into the afterlife? Is that what we want to call it? Bible doesn't really. Bible describes it as a place called Sheol in the Old Testament. Right. So that after you die physically here on Earth, right. and we'll get into the origins of why why we die at all. Um, and, and no, it's not just because you know you get old and frail. Like there's there's something behind it that causes us to get old. It's not death isn't a natural uh, thing in the in the sense that like when God created everything, He didn't intend for anything to die. Like it wasn't right. wasn't meant that was that wasn't. I don't want to say it wasn't planned you know, A or anything that, that death is sort of a plan B, but death is an effect or, or uh, a consequence of something that we did. Right. And it wasn't part of God's plan, but originally the way that he made it, we were meant to live forever and, right. and that sin brought in death. So I guess I kind of just gave that away there. But after you die uh, physically, the Old Testament refers to a place called Sheol, which uh, supposedly had two compartments. I've, I've listened to Dr. Uh, John Piper talk about this. Um, there was two Sheols. There was one that was sort of a a place of comfort, referred to as Abraham's bosom. And then there was another Sheol that was uh, kind of removed from, from God that was that was sort of a place of discomfort. Maybe, maybe not necessarily like hell, because it wasn't hell, it's it's still Sheol. But uh, it, yeah, it wasn't a place, it was a place of torment, right. in a sense. Just a, a place away from him. Yeah, and then and the spiritual death that the Bible talks about, the spiritual death is uh, after you die physically, then judgment comes, right? It's very end, I guess, and and uh, God, you're you're judged. You're judged by right. God, and if you're not found to be in Christ, in that moment, um, you go on to experience the second death, the spiritual death, where God takes you right. and casts you into uh, the lake of fire. Which right. is really this is what I mean by like like man, how do we talk about this and not be uh, so tr- like traumatic sure. to people, like whoa, you guys just that, you just yeah. really went there, but like hey, that's the subject, and so this is a I basic don't be all doctrine. hellfire and brimstone, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but this is a basic doctrine of the of the Christian faith. Like Christ talks about hell more often than he talks about heaven in yeah. in the New Testament, so we've got to deal with it, and uh, so that's that's kind of where we're at. So what is what is death? Right. That's, that's where we are. So let's look at uh, at uh, what Doctor Grudem has to say. Uh, his first question, obviously, is is uh, what is death and and why do Christians die? Right. So yeah, let's do that one. You got that one? Yeah. So Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." So just like we talked about earlier, like with Adam and Eve sinning in the Garden of Eden, because of that, our time here on Earth, our physical bodies, like there's going to be a time of death mm-hmm. for us, both physically and spiritually. That's right. So. I'm surprised that uh, we don't have Romans six twenty three on here because because I mean it's basically what follows that and I'm, I'll just insert it here. But so for Romans three twenty three, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three is and the wages of sin right. is death. Okay. So death is the consequence, the wages of sinning. Right. So if you want to sin, 
And believe me, all of us do. We're all there. Uh, the consequence for that, the punishment for that, the wages is right. death. That like so, it's not like a oh you you. And this, this is kind of what I meant earlier about this whole school shooting thing. Like this this kid took somebody's life, and in the Old Testament, if you took somebody's life, like that was that was a serious thing. God right. said that person is now put to death. Yeah. Like you sinned in such a way as to like okay you forfeited your right if you will to to continue living, and so yeah people were put to death all the time in the Old Testament scary place yeah. read that and don't <laughs> read that to your children at night like yeah. I always Here's laugh. a bedtime story I always laugh at like this the story of Noah right with yeah. the ark and it's like you can't people tell their kids this for like bedtime stories right. and they're like all right children I, and then and then God flooded the whole they world on nursery walls. and killed everybody. Like, yeah. And it's like raining outside and the kids are looking out like, oh my goodness. Well, good night. <laughs> well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. So the wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6, 23. And then on to Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those uh, who are called according to his purpose. Right. So the reason that verse is in here. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, is people think about death, and they're like, oh, well, how could a good God, you know, let people suffer and die? And f- first off, a-, a good God is a just God, and back to Romans 6.23, right. if the just thing for people who sin is that they deserve death, then he's being a good God by yeah. being just. And you right. sinned, you deserve to die. I sin, I deserve to die. So I'm not just pointing a finger at right. listeners or people out there, lost people, I'm pointing the finger at me saying... I sin, have sinned since birth, right? Even if I didn't realize it or something, like I, I imagine at two, two years old, I was probably telling lies and being a brat and whatever. Like I, right. I've sinned. Sinned from, from birth all the way to here. The Bible says that I was born in sin. Uh, I deserve death. Right. And so does everybody else out there. Love you guys. Uh, however, right. for the Christian, it <clears throat> says here, for, for those that love God, that are called according to God's purpose, all things work together for right. good. So it, that has to include death, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and when we look at that, I mean, Romans 8.1, it says that there's no condemna- condemnation for those that love Christ. That's right. So <clears throat> I think for, for, for the Christian in that, it's kind of God decided it was best for us not to experience all of salvation right out of the gate, mm-hmm. you know, and all the benefits of it right out of the gate, that it was better for us to only have a kind of a glimpse of that here on earth. That's right. And, and that's why we die. Yeah. So, well, and we still get sick. Right, right. Like, right. like, so even though we're Christians, like, not all things are just all better. Right. Like, yeah, we got saved, like, but but we don't just immediately, uh, you know, enter into some yeah. sort of, like, eternal spiritual realm or something like that. Like, um, you're saved. I'm not in some magical bubble now. Like, we still live yeah. in a broken world. A lot of people like to say that, well, now that you're a Christian, you should never get sick. If you do, that's of the devil, and you just need to, you know... Pray that away and just whatever. Like, right. but that's yeah. not. It's just a part of life. Like, well, that's a prosperity gospel that we've we've been seeing more and more prevalent throughout the years. And we've got you know folks like Joel Osteen who want to just parade that around. Right. Like, oh yeah, you're Christians now. That means God should be giving you tons of money. And if He's not, you don't have enough faith. Right. You shouldn't be getting sick. If not, you know you, you don't have enough faith. And it's like it keeps going back to that. Like, if you've got little faith, then all, that's why all right. these bad things are happening to you. Because your faith wasn't big enough. My grandpa yeah. died of cancer because my faith wasn't big enough. Right, so, right. And, and that's, that's like, a huge burden to carry, and that's not on you. So Yeah. I mean, and, I mean think about all of the Old Testament or, or New Testament right at the very beginning. All the disciples. I mean, they, they, we're talking dudes with massive faith. Right. Okay? Maybe maybe except for Thomas. <laughs> right? He's sure. a doubter. But, but I, I would have been Thomas <laughs> in know, the Bible. Me, me too, dude. Dude, my grandma's maiden name is Thomas, so <laughs> I'm right there with you. But uh, so... so Here's dudes who likely had huge faith, and and yet all of them died brutal, brutal deaths, except for yeah. John, who ends up basically marooned on an island after he's boiled alive in oil. Right. So come on, I guess his faith wasn't big enough. Yeah. Like really, so that's that's clearly not it. Right. Romans eight twenty eight is it that yeah. for those who love God, all things are working together for good, including all of those things. Right. Including death, including getting boiled alive in oil. And what you have to understand is, is, is the pain and suffering that we go through, hardships in life, mm-hmm. or sometimes God disciplining his children. That's I right. mean, a good father is going to discipline his ch- children. Absolutely. Otherwise, they'll grow up to be spoiled brats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... 
so a lot of this is getting things in perspective. Like I think we've been fed some uh, presuppositions. There's my word from last week. We've been, we've been fed some precept stuff yeah. from this world, from the world's uh, uh, perspective that aren't true. Like we're, we're kind of like the pers- prosperity gospel. We're told that like, wait a minute, if you're a good person, good things should happen to you. And and if you're a bad person, then bad things should happen to you. It's like, well, it's kind of baseless, or at least at the very surface, it's real vague, and it doesn't have any sort of substance to it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, just because you're a good person, why does that all of a sudden mean that everything around you should be going good too? Right. You know, or if you're now that you're a Christian, why all of a sudden should you get it, rich? Like, right. none of these things really correlate. We've just created these right. correlations in our mind, and the world's fed some of them to us, and sometimes it's other religions feeding things to yeah. us, concepts of karma, stuff like that. I, I, man, I just this may be an unsanctified. I want to punch the next dude that I hear say something about karma because it's like karma is this big thing now and karma is not real. Like there's right. no such thing as karma. It's not just, oh, wow, you helped a lady across the street, therefore something good is going to happen to you or you didn't help. And 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 I get how people can see things in their life and they try to piece them together, say, oh, that's because I did this. Oh, that's because I did this. It's like, really? Yeah. Because according to the Bible, even your best works are filthy rags. Right. So if karma's karma's a real thing, like I don't want to explain yeah. to you in in Old Testament language like what filthy rags actually. Yeah, we're was not going to go there on to. this show. You that's how bad Google your good works your are. But okay, that's the whole reason why it's important that you study God's word on your own and you read through these scriptures. That's why we're doing this podcast because otherwise you do you think I should have everything and I should be rich and I should have no problems and and all that jazz and it's not that way. I mean. The apostles weren't living their best life now when you read about how they died and stuff. So That's right. I mean, that's right. That's what Philippians 1.21 is talking about. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's gain. <laughs> that's that's the key right there. People want to think, oh, I'm going to become a Christian. Now I'm going to gain all this stuff. It's like, well, Paul thought that death was gain. Right. Death was gain. That's a big when, difference. When death is the ultimate goal, mm-hmm. like, that puts it all in perspective. Yep. I mean, that's just, that's kind of mind-blowing to me that, that he would say something like that. It's like... Because he obviously doesn't want to, doesn't want to die for death's sake. Like right. what he's getting at is like, okay, to live. If I if I live, awesome. That means right. I get to preach Christ, and Christ is in me, and Absolutely. he's and he's keeping me going. This is the same guy that three chapters later says, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And what he's referring to is being shipwrecked, and what he's referring to is being bitten on an island by a snake. You know, he's referring to terrible things. I can do all these things, yeah. you know, yeah. because of Christ who strengthens Yeah, I can do all things through Christ is not about winning the tournament. Like, <laughs> it's not at all. It's about <laughs> or suffering. Or nailing the job interview. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely it's suffering. And so it's, to him, to live is Christ. And, of course, Christ, we know, is the suffering servant. So to him... Mm-hmm. Life is about suffering for the sake right. of Christ. And that's and, exactly what they did. Yep. And then he goes, so. but to die, that's gain. Why? Yeah. Well, because then, then there's no more suffering. Right. So to him, death was actually the gateway into no more suffering yeah. uh, in in a in an even bigger life sense, Like because he knew that there was life after this, Absolutely. that death wasn't the end. Death was just the beginning into something. Now I sound like Hook, right? <laughs> Death's the only adventure. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, so when Christians die, that, that segues us into right. that. When Christians so we have, die. We know that we all die, mm-hmm. but now the question is, what happens? What, what happens, happens when Christians die? Oh, boy. What's going on? This, this is where this conversation, if you have this conversation casually, which we're, we're attempting to do, yeah. if, if you have a crazy at the, at the table with you... Which I do. <laughs> <laughs> if, when you have a, a crazier than me at the table with you, or I don't know, maybe somebody just a little different, like they can uh, pirate this conversation sure. and go way out into crazy town. We've had those conversations before. So. And uh, I, I don't know how many times I've had to listen to somebody reference like a, a Heaven is for Real movie or book sure. kind of a thing. It's like, yeah. All right, so let's reel it back in. I'm going to deal with that one in a second. Yeah, okay. You find dark corners of the web. I find dark corners of YouTube where I'm like, these 23 <laughs> dudes went to heaven. I'm going to watch all their videos and see what it was oh like. Oh, my goodness. I watched that 23 minutes in hell or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, while there's some validity to the verses that he's referencing, like, I can't... To be fair to the guy, he didn't say that he actually died and went to hell. He said that he had basically sort of a dream or a vision of what it was like. Right. Which he then backed up with some scripture references about people in the Old Testament that had visions of going to these places, but didn't actually go there. Right. And so he's saying that that's the category that he falls in. He didn't actually go there, but he had a vision of it, and that God was sort of like revealing it to him or something. I don't know if I buy it, and uh, but, you know, whatever. 
Let's let's move on. Okay, so when when Christians die, here we go. Second Corinthians chapter five verse eight says, "Yes, uh, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord." So again, there's Paul talking to the church in Corinth. We're, we're of good courage. Right. So he's not he's not downtrodden. You know, I mean, of all the guys that should be, it's this dude shipwrecked, right. bit by snakes. You know, it's been awful, awful stuff. He says we're of good cor- good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Right. And what it's saying there is, you know, our bodies, when we die, our bodies would go into the ground, but our souls immediately go up to heaven. Mm-hmm. So we're away from our physical bodies, but we're at home now because right. we're with the Lord. That's right. And so that's what that's referring to. Then when you look at Acts 8, verse 2, it says, Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. Yep. So, I mean, you're crying because you're losing your loved ones. You're losing that time with them. Yep. You to lament is, is very much a... Uh, it's, it's a real thing, dude. Like you shouldn't. That's why there's a whole book, right? The Book of Lamentations. Like so, there's a whole whole section in Scripture that deals with like the proper uh, the proper way yeah. to lament over things sure. and to mourn things. It's not a bad right. thing. So when people die, and and like this is one of those other sort of prosperity gospel things. It's like, oh, why are you sad that they died? You right. should be rejoicing there right. in heaven. It's like, okay, I feel you. Because yeah. I get it, like to die is gain, right. but there's still a lamenting and a mourning there's process a that, ne- yeah, you, you know. that God kind of intends. You see that with with Christ, and I know there's some debate back and forth of this when Lazarus died, uh, and before Jesus raised him, and he shows up, and there's Mary and the mother and Lazarus's mom, or I don't know, are they both named Mary? I can't remember. And uh, and and Jesus weeps. Shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's got a, a, a two cents to toss in on why he wept. And sure. some were like, "Oh, he yeah. wept because they had little faith." Others right. were like, uh, "You know, I've, I've heard all sorts of nuancy translations." And one of the the simplest ones that I heard came from Matt Chandler, and and he just said that, "Yeah, Jesus wept because that was that was his dude, man. That was right. Lazarus. That's your friend. Like, and he died. And so. so Jesus showed his humanity in that moment. That's like." Yeah, he was sad for the fact that, and and maybe that's a maybe that's a legit translation. Maybe it's not. I w- w- what I do know though is that there's an entire book in the Bible called Lamentations <laughs> for so, a reason. It, it instructs you right. how to be, yeah. how to lament, right? How to be, how to mourn things. So yeah, I mean, devout. my dad talks all the time about when he dies, he wants his funeral to just be just a praise and worship service because he's going to be up in heaven praising God. So he wants us praising uh-huh. God too. And I get that, but at the same point, like we're going to be missing you, like yeah. If you go before me, I'm going to cry that you're gone. I know, dude. And, I will too. And mostly I'm going to cry because I know you're in your pirate ship up there, and I like want to come <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you want, I won't be there. Well, so. Speaking of dads and pirate <laughs> ships, my dad said when he dies, he wants to be cremated, and then he wants his ashes put in some paint, and then he wants me to paint it on the wall so I can see all the sparkles and be like, That's me. Uh, <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> then my mom said she wants to be frozen and then brought out to the table every Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, I don't know which one I want to fulfill more. <laughs> oh, I thought mercy. my family was weird. Oh, no, um, not at all. So you talked about Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. 35. Like, yep. We all know that verse. Yep, First Thessalonians four thirteen says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Yep. So right there it's saying, like, <clears throat> you can lament and you can be sad about it, but don't be misunderstood. Don't think that that's yeah. the end. Well, there's a difference and, between, like, like prolonged, unfounded grieving, sure. yeah. uh, and and um and a mournful kind of season where where you practice true lamentation, where you practice lamenting, right? So grieving, um, I, I guess you could even say that for the non-Christian, grieving is is probably the only real appropriate thing because now you have someone who is gone and they're gone forever, right? Like you'll never see them again, and I say that. Uh, with a heavy heart, because I have family members who are not in Christ. I have friends who are not in Christ. I have lost family and friends who were not in Christ. And so if I can say this, I say this with all respect for the rest of my family members and my friends' family members, but like I have past family members who who will be in hell, yeah. Which that's a terrifying, and it's even really difficult to say. Like even when yeah. I say it, I kind of go, "Oh my gosh!" It like sticks in your throat. Yeah, I kind of want to. I, I kind of want to like try to talk my way out of it, or or try to you know do some sugar coated theology to figure that out. But but th- that's just simply the reality of it. Is I've, is I've got family members who have died who did not know Christ, and I know that I, I know their end game there. So right. Yeah. So so I guess grieving for the for the non Christian is is in a sense the 
the, the right thing to do, which is what the verse is getting at here. It says, and you know, for those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as yeah. others uh, right. do uh, who have no hope, sure. right? Because they don't, they don't have hope. They should be grieving. Yeah. Wow. And, and that moves us into, you know, when, so non-Christians. when non-Christians die. We've talked about what happens when Christians die and how we are immediately caught up in glory or however you want to word it. But yeah. Well, I mean, it, says, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yeah. So, so that's so, the verse. We know so, that. Right. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. You're, you're with God. Yeah. Does that mean you're in heaven? Uh, we'll talk about that in future yeah. weeks because we're going to deal with some what's, what's, sure. what happens when we get to heaven and then what happens, ready for it, after heaven. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. So... Dr. Grudem puts in here Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. And if you read that in your Bible, um, it's talking about the final judgment. So it's talking about that last section. judgment. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's something that I encourage you to sit down and, and kind of read through that. Yep. But it just talks about that last time when God's going to judge all mankind. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when non-Christians die, I think uh, just like we talked about, their their bodies remain here, but their their souls go to eternal punishment is what Dr. Grudem says. Yep, yep. Just... Well, and, and there's a, a lot of people think that only Christians are resurrected, um, and this next verse that we're right. going to talk about deals with that. Not, it's not just that Christians are resurrected. All people well, that, that have ever lived and died will be resurrected. It just is a matter of what you're resurrected to. So here's the verse, John 5, 28 and 29, says, Do not marvel at this. Okay, so he's saying, like, don't, don't be amazed at what I'm about to say. It says, For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good uh, resurrected to life, and those who have done evil uh, are resurrected uh, to judgment. So there's, uh, there, there's the, the dichotomy, right? And that you're either in Christ, and uh, which, which here it, it, it deems you know, doing good, right? And so that's being in Christ, because it's Christ who does good. Uh, we're resurrected to life. And for those that have done evil, who have not accepted Christ, who are not in Christ, they're uh, to the resurrection of judgment. So... That's those are the two options. That's it. Right. There, there's no, A or B. Yeah, there's no other. There's no other options there. The Bible's very, very clear about that. If you don't like that, you're arguing with the Bible, and you're not arguing with uh, with us. So, here we are. We got our next next verse here. Acts twenty four fifteen it says, "Having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of the body, uh, or excuse me, resurrection of both the just and the unjust." Yep. So, so just both. like you alluded to, we're both going to be resurrected. Uh, the, the non-Christians will be resurrected to their bodies, and then we will be resurrected into perfect bodies. That's right. So, That's right. And then those that maybe when Christ returns who are already on earth, they're going to, their bodies are going to become perfect upon his return. Yep. That's right. So. That's right. This next verse comes out of Hebrews, and uh, I think we've got the first part of the verse written down. I want to look up the, the rest. It might yeah, be just a, a verse one after. Kind of the whole thing. Um, let's see. Hebrews chapter 9. And let's see here, verse 27. 27 says, And just as uh, is it, is, it is appointed for man to die once, after that comes judgment. Right. And then it goes on and says, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eager, eagerly waiting for him. So I just thought that the fuller context yeah, of that verse absolutely. was really good compared to what we got written down. It says, yes, it's, it's appointed for man uh, to die once, and then after that comes judgment. So every man has to die at least once. Right. And what I mean by that, I was talking about the physical death and spiritual yeah. death. After you die the once, which is the physical death is right. what he's referring to here, then comes judgment. After judgment, then then you have one of two things happen. You either go through the phys- or the spiritual death where you're you're thrown into eternal torment and punishment, or you uh, you don't have to die the second death, right? So, which is good news, good and, news. And that's what we see in Re- Revelation uh, chapter twenty, verse twelve. It says, "And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. The other book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done." Yep. So. so if you want to deal with, with karma, right. talking about doing good deeds or bad deeds, here, this book is opened, and it just says that they're going to be judged according to what they've done. Right. Now, I, I know some folks who, have, who, who stand in front of me with a straight face and try to tell me that they do more good on any given day than they do evil. Great. I, I don't even, like, 
I remember the first time somebody said that to me, I was like, well, do you really feel like you you do more good deeds than bad deeds in a given day? And to me, it was just always such a given that it was like infinitely higher on the bad deed side of things. Like, and maybe that was just my own darkness coming out, like who, who I am, you know, in my flesh uh, apart from Christ. But to me, that was always a very apparent reality that like even growing up, I knew so clearly that, on any given day, you just snatch any day out of the hat, I did way more bad and, than I did good. And are we talking just actions, just deeds? What about yeah, our what thoughts? About thoughts? I mean, right? that was I've the had other more piece. thoughts on jealousy and just bitterness and just grumpiness today. Yeah. <laughs> just today, well, <laughs> right? And that's just from the 20 minutes I spent driving here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that's what Jesus was getting at that with all his disciples. He was just like, wait a minute, you don't, you don't actually have to commit murder to be a murderer. He goes, right. if you hate your brother in your heart, you've yeah. committed the same sin. And he talks to the other one, and he goes, oh, yeah, you don't actually have to have an affair and commit adultery. You just have to look at a woman lustfully. You've sure. committed the same thing in your yeah. heart. And I kind of went, oh, my gosh. Like, that basically makes me guilty of, like, almost everything ever. Like, so I'm But, I'm, but I'm so glad you opened the door today for that lady, older oh, lady. Yeah, you know? yeah. But good job helping her across the, the crosswalk with her groceries <laughs> or something. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just... It, and even if you did... Like, is that really going to be enough? At what point are you really going to do enough good deeds for God to go, oh, yeah, you got it? Yeah. What's that line? Even if, even if you had, you know, 100 to 1, yeah. like, 100 to 1 throughout a whole lifetime, like, that 1, what, what what the 1 actually stands for, I mean, you're talking millions and millions. Yeah. Of, I mean, and so if you stack them next to each other, it's like you still got a big black mark there. Right. So... How does that work? I, don't I just know. don't get it. Anyway, so it yeah. says here, it says, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. So, yeah. so you're go- so if, if there ever is a salvation by works, um, or a judgment at least by works, here here it is. Like so, ho- hopefully, if you if you really feel like you're gonna get there, man, it's like man, that's just a that's a gamble I am not willing to right. take. And anyway, the Bible says you can't do it that way. Anyway, so uh, how do you feel, Josiah, about <laughs> death? How do you feel? That's our first question. Wow. Confused mostly. I mean, when I think about the Left Behind movies oh and goodness. the YouTube videos, and you oh. know, I I, th- I just feel like I feel like it's one of those topics that nobody ever really discusses enough, mm-hmm. and so we just go in there, like you said, with your big fancy pre-supper whatever, <laughs> that we just sit here and we think we know what it is, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we really fully understand. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just reading Doctor Grudem's books, are, are we all going to stand in front of the judgment seat? Are, are the Christians, they're good to go, so they don't stand in front of that? Like It's like an express line. <laughs> right, like I get the escalator and you've got to wait at the DMV. Take a number. Now serving I wonder 47. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I know, you know, we think about all the people throughout the Now serving 6,451. Yeah, I mean. Like, oh, I, no, man, we're going to be here forever. That's hell in itself. <laughs> but Take ultimately, like, I, I just rejoice, like. It, it can be an intimidating topic. Like I don't, I try to think about what eternity looks like. Mm-hmm. Like I try to understand that, and I can't wrap my oh, head around yeah. it. Oh yeah, I mean, I, anytime like, you try to think about eternity and you get into that whole, uh, it's just it's just a vicious. My, my circle. brain just runs circles yeah, on itself. Like, like, it just and time keeps going and it keeps going and a million years later, it yeah. keeps going because there's you haven't even begun really yeah. because there is no end. So yeah, eternity is. Eternity is a long yeah. time when you really start to think about it. And so, and then when you think about it in light of the fact that there is this place of eternal punishment, mm-hmm. what that would, I mean, I, I think about, oh, um, yeah. what are the, <laughs> this is going to reveal my inner pirate. <laughs> like when I was a kid, like my favorite book was Treasure Island, right? And so, so I'd read all these pirate books and stuff. And then, and then in it, there was these little side uh, in the margin, little like comment sections and stuff. And, and, and it talked about real life pirates that were alive at one point in time. And my favorite, of course, is Blackbeard. Blackbeard sure. was everybody's favorite pirate, at least mine. It's the only pirate I can name. It's like. the only one I can name. There you go. And, uh, and I, I was just like, wow, he's just amazing. He's so great. And then I started learning concepts of heaven and hell and kind yeah. of grew up in, I don't want to say I grew up in a Christian home, but it was kind of a Christian home. It was a lot of crazy theology and stuff like that. But I, but I knew that there was heaven and hell. Right. And, and then it dawned on me, I was like, Blackbeard, my my favorite pirate, Mr. Edward Teach or Thatch or whatever his last name was, uh, is is likely right. unless he accepted Jesus right before they cut his head off and just mounted it to the foremast, like is likely in hell yeah. uh, or will be. And I and I thought, man, he's 
that was a long time ago. And, and at this time, I didn't know that people hadn't actually gone to hell yet, right? Because we haven't had the judgment yet. But right. even if, say, say people went to hell right when they died now, yeah. prior, to this, prior to this last judgment, and they've been there. Right. And I thought, man, that was, that was 400, 300 years ago. And I'm thinking, this whole time he's just been burning? And, and then to think, yeah, but it doesn't really matter because that's just 300 years. And on the grand scheme of eternity. Yeah, and then like, and then there's a thousand more after this, and then a thousand, and then a million more. It's like, dude, like he's probably thinking he's been there forever. It's like, actually, dude, it's only been about 300 years. Yeah. Like, you got forever in front of you still. <laughs> that's just so terrifying to me, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just scary. And a lot of people will jump on this and go like, yeah, that's Christianity trying to scare people into, you know, following in their religion. It's like, nope. that's not it at all. Like, we're talking... This, this isn't about scaring anybody into anything. What, what this, at the core, what this is really about is, is the justice of God and how mm-hmm. good God is, that Absolutely. God would punish evil yeah. doers. And just like any good judge in a courtroom would punish the guy who did something wrong, like, it's, it's yeah. good. If, if Blackbeard's in hell, I can't believe this yeah. is on the podcast right now. If Blackbeard's in hell, it's good that, he's, that he is. Absolutely. Because, and, and it would be good, and I'll say this humbly, it'd be good if I was. No. Because uh, I'm a sinner just like he was. You brought up an interesting point there that begs a question for me. You were talking about unless he repented on it before they cut off his head. Are deathbed confessions a real thing? Like, oh can you repent right there at the very end? Oh, I remember seeing a Simpsons episode one time or something where they... Oh, did. yeah, let's get our theology <laughs> off the Simpsons. <laughs> this they, is great. Well, no, they, they kind of had dealt with this. And I think it was Homer said something along the lines of, like, you know, that, 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 that if he ever was to find Jesus or something, he'd do it right before he died or something like that. And it, and it brought up this whole, like, oh, you know, c- can you do that? Can you just live a, a wild and crazy, reckless life and then, and then you know, get, get right before God, right on your deathbed? So that's the question, sure. right? right. Are, are yeah. deathbed conversions and confessions a real thing? Um, I'm not going to say that they're not, because someone certainly could have a genuine, at their last moment, mm-hmm. like, okay... Uh, you know, and, and meet Jesus. Like right. Jesus sure. could save them at, sure. at their last moment. It's Jesus that does the saving, not them. Uh, but I, I will say that it seems highly unlikely that somebody their whole life who's who's rejected Christ, who Paul says in Romans has been an enemy of Christ, to all of a sudden like. Eh, I think I'm gonna like if that's your plan. Right. If your plan yeah, is would, to I live recklessly, bank on it. I think so. That's maybe that. That's the that's what I'm trying to get at. My, my clarifying point here. If if that's your your plan is to live crazy and then get saved on your deathbed, I have huge, huge, huge reservations yeah. about whether or not something like that could be legitimate. For sure. If you think that's just sort of yeah, a get out of jail free plan, card, like, I'm just gonna do whatever. Right at the end. Yeah. yeah like oh, never mind. Now. Jesus, I love you. I <laughs> repent of my sins. Save me now. But. If somebody had never heard about God or had been wrestling oh, with yeah. it their whole life, Absolutely. you could definitely have that conversation definitely. And, and see them be saved. So, so the real question, though, is can you be saved after you die? You mean like uh, like a redo? Like a choose-your-own-adventure book where you go down <laughs> the cave, you're like, no, 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 never mind, <laughs> back never this mind. way. Yeah, no, it's like you die. I didn't you take st- my thumb off the page. <laughs> you start feeling those flames like, whoop, never, whoop, nope, no, I'm good. It's I'm sick about no. maybe Jesus is real. Maybe. So can a person be saved after death? We bring this question up because there is a, uh, a prominent religion in our area that would say that after you die, uh, it, it, you can be ministered to sure. by missionaries um, who, who can bring you the gospel, and then you can choose to accept that gospel even after death. So that, that's a legitimate question yeah. um, if you're part of that, that faith group. I think, though, you know, like, Brings the question about the story of Lazarus and the rich man. That's exactly where we were going. <laughs> That's know, right. So I had to jump ahead of you. But no, no. Do you? I, I mean, so you remember that story? Yeah, I just. That, you can find that in Luke. It's going to be Luke chapter sixteen. I think verses twenty four through twenty six. Um, I'm going to look it up. I'm yeah, look it up. That's look it up. One. But I, I just feel like while Derek's looking that up, if if you're going to reject Christ on this earth, why would you accept him later? I mean, um, I just don't. I think. I think people are stubborn enough that they would still say no. That's right. And uh, let's see here. Where did you say it was? It was so it's going to be Luke chapter 16, oh, verses 16. 24, 26. I was in 24. 16, 24. Got yeah, it. It says, And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to deep the end of his figure, finger into the water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. 
But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order for those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. Wow. That's it. So... So in there, he's not even crying, hey, get me out of here. I want to go be with you, Lord. He's saying, I just need some water. Yeah, yeah. And then even if you could give him water, you can't get there. There's no way to cross that divide. So. Yeah, there's no way at all. And, you know, one of the things that uh, blows my mind in a story like like that is kind of what you pointed out. Like, he, he wasn't concerned at all about mm-hmm. wanting Jesus, even while right. he was there. So... I heard it said one time. I want to say it was Saiten Bruggen, Kate, the, the the apologist. He mm-hmm. said uh, uh, that hell isn't locked from the outside; it's locked from the inside. Oh, for sure. Like they, like they don't. They, yeah. they they're there, um, and even while they're there, they're not repentant because repentance is a gift from God. Right. The Bible says if you're granted repentance by God, so uh, repentance is a gift that God gives you. That's a that's a good and gracious gift. Well, all good and gracious gifts are gone in hell, right? Hell is uh, a lot of people say that hell is the the absence of God or being being away from God's presence, and I disagree with that. I think that hell is 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 an overflowing of God's punitive presence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That his 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 punishment presence, his wrath, his anger, his righteous wrath and anger fill hell right to the top. Yeah. Like, and that's what's so bad about it is you're under the fullness. It's not the absence of, of God. God. Yeah, it's not it's the, the absence, absence of, of God. His mercy and grace. That's right. That's right. It's just an overflow of all of his just char- characteristics that are punitive, and uh, so. So even while they're there, they're not reaching out to him because he's he's the reason that right. they're 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 in. Don't get me out of here. Yeah, he's he, they're they're angry and furious yeah. with him. And so here right. you have Lazarus. He's not even interested in God. He just wants water. Right. Like he thinks water is going to be his salvation. Water is going to be the thing that helps yeah. him to be comforted. And again, not Christ. And uh, that that brings me to another piece about sort of the perspective of heaven and hell. Uh, that that's the perspective you get for hell in Scripture, and then the perspective of heaven you get from anybody who's sort of had a vision of it is always just been the grandeur and beauty of God Himself, Mm -hmm. and that's it. It's not, I saw Grandpa, it's not, I met Uncle Ted, and he told me to say hi, Dad, you know, nothing like that. You you didn't get any of these weird, cheeky stories. That was kind of why I brought up that Heaven is for Real book or whatever earlier, is because it seems like in popular culture, everything, anytime that there's this sort of like out-of-body, after-death, near-death experience story of somebody who went to heaven, mm-hmm. right? They don't ever come back with the same recollection of the people in Scripture who had th- these things right. for real. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, and again, somebody went to heaven, what they saw was was bright light beauty of just the radiance of God. And then that was all that they could talk about. That was all they saw. That was all they could recall. That was they were overwhelmed by it. And yet we have these supposed kids, like in this book, go to heaven and oh yeah, I met so and so, and then I saw so and so, and then I saw so and so. And it's like somewhere in that is this giant hole of where was the radiance and the beauty and the grandeur Absolutely. and the overwhelming presence of God? Where was that in the story? Which just reaffirms the fact that if you want to see heaven and you want to know what it's about, open your Bible. Open your Bible. Not YouTube. I know, right? So, uh, yeah. Well, can so can you be saved after death? I'm gonna think that uh, that's that's a big no, given that uh, thing, there's a time to die and, a t- and then right. the judgment. That's, that's right. It. Time time for Not death. The and time then judgment. A, a time to die, the judgment, and then maybe kind of like a redo later when somebody comes and sees you and and asks yeah. if you're really serious well, about can staying you, in heaven. Can you come back from the dead though? <laughs> What about coming back from the dead? We don't have a ton of time for all these questions, but we're going to try to hit this one. Can you come back from the dead? Is death, is death final? There are a lot of times where people are dead for a couple minutes or a few okay. seconds or like... Okay. I think you could be dead on the operating table for a minute and then... Okay, pop well, back. so Lazarus, Lazarus did it, right? Not, yeah. not the Lazarus, the, the rich man Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus, Lazarus. Jesus' buddy. Yeah. Uh, he did it. He died. And then yeah. Jesus brought him back from the dead. Yeah. Now, that wasn't a resurrection. I want to clarify two different terms. That's not a yeah. resurrection. That was a resuscitation. Correct. He was resuscitated in the same way that doctors today can, you know, clear, resuscitate okay. you, boom, you pop right back up off the bed. I do think you can be resuscitated. You can be resuscitated and come back from the dead, having been physically dead, and then somehow they, they're able to bring you back, and God allows for it. God even did it, again, with Lazarus. Yeah. And there, there's other folks in, in the uh, in. Both There's only going to be one Old resurrection where, where resuscitations happen. Resurrection, however, is a term. And so, if you're if you're taking notes, or if you're just listening, log, you yeah, log this away in your brain. Resuscitation is to be brought back from the dead to die again one day. 
a resurrection is to be brought back from the dead, never to die again. Right. Right. That's the big, that's a, that's a ga- gaping difference, right? And just like the verse said, that there's a chasm fixed in between heaven and hell that can't be crossed. Uh, there's, a, there's a chasm in between resurrection and resuscitation, too. So uh, is, is death final? Like when you die, like can you be reincarnated? Is that a thing? Should we even address that? We don't that? have time for this. <laughs> no, we don't have time for it. We don't have time for it. But we do absolutely have time for uh, one uh, last word here. If, if, if you are scared of death, and, and death is a thing that you're just not 100% sure how you're going to deal with because it's on your horizon and everybody's, it's on everybody's horizon. Oh, sure. Um, not that there's an escape from death, uh, but one of the things that uh, Paul said is that if you're in Christ, uh, you don't have to taste it, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. I think it was Paul that said that. I'll have to Google it later. You can Google it. You Google it, people. Taste death. Type that. Taste death Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it might have been Jesus. He said that if, you know, if you're in him, you, you don't have to taste death. And I'm not 100% sure what that means, and I've seen some scholars and some folks try to tackle that verse, but one of the things that I think it means is, is, is at the physical death, non-Christians... Uh, I, th- I think they're at this moment of just fear and yeah. not I'm knowing worried. what's next. Maybe it's just confusion. Maybe they're not afraid. Maybe they're just kind of, kind of so self deluded that they d- they don't have that kind of a fear. But there's certainly no hope. Yeah. There's no hope for anything after that. The, the, at at best, their hope is that it's, that it's just over. Which I don't I don't see how that's hope. But for the Christian, the hope is that when death comes. We won't have to taste it, whatever that means. Maybe, maybe in the moments before you feel true physical death and you're, and you're gone, like that Jesus just comes and swipes you up and just like, okay, we're out of here, yeah. and and you go, oh wow, I was just dying, huh? And he's like, yeah, I just pulled you out right before it happened, and you don't, you didn't have to taste it. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it simply means that, uh, that you know, referring to the second death, that that you won't have to go through right. uh, this horrendous reading of the books judgment that uh, that you know I paid for you and that. You know, I was judged on your behalf, and I was crucified and died and resurrected, and, and now you can live. Right. So if you're if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're just not 100% sure uh, what's going to happen after you die, I just encourage you to open your Bible and uh, and and look for Jesus on the pages. Just look for Jesus and, and find the promises that He has for you uh, for for what this life has and for what the next life has because he's the only key to it. He's the only key to the life after this. You have to find Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can give you comfort. He's the only one that can give you hope and peace, not only in this life, but in the life after. So even death works uh, together for your good. How? Because it's gain. Yeah. It's gain. You get you get Jesus after this. So I'm looking forward to it, believe it or not. <laughs> Me too. Because there's only hope in Jesus. That's right. Like, I like how you brought that up. Like, there's only hope in him. It's it's not in Wall Street or the economy yep. or and who your president is or a politician. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's just Jesus. Hope can only be found in him. So only in the king. In the king. That's right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alrighty. Well, we're gonna jump to an ad. And if you guys got questions on death, email us. Email us. Our, our inboxes is awaiting <laughs> messages. It is receiving messages currently. So email us. Uh, our jesters questions. are asleep because they have nothing to do. So if you <laughs> want to send us Give an email. Give them a job. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying them for something. Are we paying them? Speaking of being paid for, <laughs> a word from our sponsors. For? A word from the sponsors. Can't get enough of the Hear Ye Kings? Experience brand new episodes every Monday. Unlock exclusive content and discover bonus features only at hearyekings.com. Do you have questions, comments, or maybe a crazy town story to share? Send us an email at gestures at hearyekings.com. It's jesters. That's what I said. No, just jesters. Gestures. J-E-S-T-E-R-S. Just Whoever. And as always, connect with us on Twitter. You can follow me at Josiah D. Walker or my sidekick at Derek underscore Earl or both of us at Hear Ye Kings. Last but not least, long live the king. We talk about it all the time. I even mentioned it at the beginning of this broadcast. We're just a couple of regular dudes talking about Jesus. There are no papers on my wall talking about all the stuff I know. I'm just a guy with a Bible and a friend. So none of this is too complicated or too intense for you to talk about. Grab a buddy, grab a coffee, and talk about this. Talk about what is death. 
You don't need qualifications Have you ever asked a friend to read that? your Bible. Text somebody right now and be like, what do you think death is? I mean, there's a conversation starter right there. Man, talk about a conversation starter. Sounds like that old school, like 1980s, where are you going when you die? Do you know Jesus? (laughs) Do you want to meet him right now? Uh, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But bottom line, we're not your church. You need to get plugged into a local body, be part of a faith family, be part of a church. In fact, next week, we're going to be talking about... What is the church? What is the church? That's a great segue. Do I have to go to church on Sunday? Nailed it. Can't I just go to church with my family on like Mother's Day and Easter? Oh. Why are there so many denominations? Don't we just all believe the same stuff? No. (laughs) Don't ruin it. Oh, my bad. Come back next week. Oh, no. Yeah, tune in next (laughs) week, everybody. Goodness gracious. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast. So text a friend, say, what is death? And then follow up with... Have you subscribed to Hearing Kings? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever epic Christian podcasts are found. And of course, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Josiah D. Walker. I think I tweeted a month ago. You can find Derek at Derek underscore Earl. And of course, both of us together at Hear Ye Kings. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you guys. I'm going to end this episode a little bit different. I'm still let you give your verse, but I'm just going to put some music on. You guys can listen to the music. I'll just fade it out and just enjoy the last little bit of your episode this week, Monday. Hope your Monday's good. It's a positive note, right? So, as always, our uh, mission is to proclaim the message of the king. When the culture comes out, play king of the Hear Ye Hill. We're going to take the hill every time because we're the Hear Ye Kings. I take rest in the hope that Philippians 1.21 promises. It says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Until next week, long live our resurrected king. Oh, yeah.